Hey everybody, it's Jerry at the Fledge, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 34 of Every Damn Day, and we've got our new friend Matt Grow, and we're going to be talking about cannabis and psychedelics and biomimicry and all kinds of things. So how you doing today, Matt? Great, great. I'm glad to be here. Did you like that we uh, went live here at 420 yeah. or 420-ish? <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, Everything's lining up. All right. So uh, let's start out with you. Tell us a little bit about you and a little bit about the company, organization, whatever it is that you yeah. have formed. Well, I'm Matt Grow, and uh, I was born and raised in Lansing, Michigan. And um, long story short, I was born in a uh, lower economic class and a generational poverty. And I was uh, uh, convicted teenage cannabis felon and um yeah it's it's just been a ride ever since there like my education i i went for biology lcc the nukmuk and uh nmu and uh everything has been leading to growing this plant and actually like all natural medicines i'm interested in growing yeah. and um yeah it, it's everything's been lining up to do this and uh that's the path i'm going to take well tell us about the company is it a company is it an yeah, llc yeah. is it a formed entity or yeah. is it you... uh yeah it's llc it's uh it's actually um, mra uh social equity uh certified and um i'm going for a hundred plant grow uh it's uh adult use and um yeah, so uh is it medical, recreational? No, no, it's recreational, yeah, adult use. Yeah. yeah, um and I started that in 2020. <clears throat> and right now we're trying to like find funding. It's really hard in the cannabis industry trying to find funding because you can't sell until you're licensed. So you can't start making money until you are actually like invest in it. So um yeah, there's a it's a hard industry to get into. Uh, but yeah, it's my passion. It's definitely what I'm doing. Are the big Walmart weed people, uh, puffing up and getting in your way? Uh, yeah. The corporate cannabis yeah, companies. Yeah. They're always gonna, big money's always going to try to find their way in the new industries, uh, billion dollar industries. So right now that's basically what's running it. When you see loom and like Skyman. Yeah. Those are billionaires. Yeah. yeah. So everyone's sitting out there thinking, oh, this is just a, a teenager that get got high and said, I want to start a business by this. Is it more passionate? Yeah. Than that? Yeah. I, the first time I used cannabis, I was uh, a teenager. My grandpa used cannabis and um, he would throw, them, throw seeds outside and uh, they would grow. And the, the first time I actually used cannabis, I took one of the leaves and I ate it in the woods and uh, I thought I got high off it. Were you walking around? Oh, I'm so high. I'm so high. No, no. I, I, I think just mentally I thought I was high, but I didn't get high from the plant. I just knew I was doing something bad. Placebo know? works too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Placebo works too. Yeah. Um, so, all right, a tie to your grandfather. Yeah. That builds passion right there. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, he's, oh, he was always hated for using it, my grandma 
like lined us up and like took out the bag and was like, look what your grandfather is doing. <laughs> He's such a bad man. And uh, he would always smoke his joints. So I had exposure to cannabis early in my life. And uh, just being like the way I'm wired, I knew it wasn't a bad thing. It grew from the ground. And uh, I, I was kind of skeptical about the whole uh, stigma around it. So uh, I just, I started using it. Um, and it just expanded my mind and made me ask questions and think from different perspectives. And uh, I feel like heritagely, I've always needed it. So, um, oh, it's yeah, part it's of always, your heritage. Uh, That's a good Spanish, line. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell us well, your Columbus, heritage. Uh, I'm like 25% Spain, like Spanish. Um, and they actually, the Columbus brought it over, uh, hemp seeds. So I think I might need it, like yeah. heritagely. <laughs> like it just helps me so much, man. Yeah. Do you are do you have any diagnosed ailments? We didn't talk about this before, so you can always tell me I don't want to talk about that or just say no or whatever. Um. Well, yeah, it helps with pain, and uh, yeah, I have a spinal condition that helps with like neuropathy and stuff like that. Um, like ADD definitely helps with my ADD. Um, and it just makes me think better. Like when I was, it, it's different now from when I was a kid, because when I was a kid, I would use it inter intermittently, you know, but when I can use it every day consistently, it's a different medicine. Like it helps so much better. Yeah. Um, I, it almost felt like I was reborn kind of like like i could think better i could have more energy i thought in a different way and that's when i started the business when i could actually use it consistently and i was like wow this is such a powerful medicine and it can help so many people so let's let's talk about some words for a second yeah. let's uh let's tackle marijuana which a lot of people, you know, medical marijuana, they yeah. say marijuana or however they spell it in their funky ways yeah. in the law um, versus cannabis. What's the right word here? Well, marijuana is an invented term and it's really a racist term. Um, it means literally means dirty Mexican weed and uh, cannabis is the actual scientific term for the plant. Um, they invented this phrase to attack minorities at the time in order to make it illegal. They needed to make it illegal for certain reasons. Um, one of the reasons being you can't patent medicine. You can't patent natural substances and make money off of them. So they had to uh, kill two birds with one stone, separate the people and make them against this plant in order to profit and make money off of, it's not just this plant either. You're talking psilocybin, you're talking, yeah. cannabis was the most dangerous substance on the planet, according to the FDA. Like, it, yeah. it's just insane. And then- See, I, I watched a, a documentary of some sort on Netflix last night, and it's about dancing. I'm mm -hmm. gonna go on a tangent for a second, but like talking about, the waltz and the charleston and how it was going to create these 
certain heart conditions for our youth because they were moving too much. I mean, the, the yeah. powers that be have always used words and misinformation to create the racist systems yeah. or to make more money. Yeah, and this 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 plant has been a staple agricultural product for tens of thousands of years to the point where the endocannabinoid system in our body was probably made in relationship with this plant for many years. Um, and uh, it, the government knew it was medicine before they made it illegal. That, that's the thing. They, they were selling it in pharmacies and using it as people use it today before they made it illegal. So it's just so obvious what they were doing now. So and, we had we had in the you know the twenties, thirties, forties, we had the the jazz musicians were using yeah. it, the migrant workers who yeah. were coming up from Mexico yeah. were using it. And that was the real problem yeah. in the white communities yeah. and in the the white government's eyes. Right? Yeah, they 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 needed to stoke stoke racial fears. Um because of there was migrant workers and I don't know if they were using that as a as a tool to make it illegal. I, I believe they really the people are the the enemy to this system that we have. Yeah. Um, that's the only and to defeat that they have to separate the people right. and they have to manipulate the people. And they were killing multiple birds with one stone by using it to stoke racial fears so they could vote to make it illegal then they could make money off of it and not just like that they, they, were, they were replicating cannabis in a lab at the time but they had to get rid of these powerful natural medicines in order to make their own medicines that you got to take from them yeah let's let's dig into that a little bit so if we look at the u.s patent system for example you cannot patent a plant you right. can't patent nature right, right um but you can patent a pharmaceutical yep and if you can patent you can get royalties you can license it yep. you can make money off from it yep. but if it's marijuana i used the wrong term you should correct me <laughs> on that. Cannabis. if it's cannabis yeah then you you know, I see, oh, that's what I bought at the store. It had a seed in it. Oh, my yeah. God, this is great. I'm yeah. going to plant the seed. And now I don't have to spend that yeah, money and, and anymore. It, when, they, when you think about it, it's almost impossible for them to patent a natural substance because of this. Because it's in nature. It's everywhere. It's, people are going to be able to use it. You can't. <laughs> they knew they couldn't get away with making uh, patenting natural substances it's not a good business plan if everybody has access to the thing that you're trying to sell for dirt cheap literally right um, so they use a, a phrase we use around here a lot and we try to do this a lot it's called biomimicry yeah. where you look at what nature would do and then you try to mimic it yeah and we do that because you know we can't uh we don't grow as trees as yeah. the fledge yeah. But we want to grow like a tree, right? We want yeah. to have fractals. We want to spread out. We want to do things like that. But their motives are a little bit more uh, mischievous, I guess. Yeah, capitalism is really showing its age. Um, when the bottom dollar, the bottom line is money, no matter who you're hurting or what you're taking from people, it's 
not going to last long in the information technologies to the point where people are just opening their minds to this. They, it's being, it, it's obvious now, like yeah. how the system is working. And it's obvious now that we might need to add a little bit of social credit or social system within this capitalism, just like the Chinese did with capitalism. They introduced a little bit of capitalism after Tiananmen Square and yeah. all that. And, um, they started doing better when they started, you know. So I, I think to stop on another tangent, you know, think might we might need a little bit of socialism here, you know. Well, capitalism is capitalism, especially as it leads to consumerism. Yeah. It's horrible. And I'm going to ask you a question. Have you ever, um, and I don't, I don't know the answer. So again, please say no, if you, if you want, but have you ever tried an opioid for your back pain? Oh yeah. Have, yeah. yeah. That's also a, uh, staple agricultural product. It's called the opium poppy. And we've been using this plant for tens of thousands of years of, as well. And just because you make it illegal doesn't mean that people don't need that heritagely or through their epigenetics or even they should have access to be able to grow their own medicines. So the U.S., the government really made the market for uh, black market drugs. Um, this wouldn't have happened if none of this addiction and everything really wouldn't have happened if people were allowed to grow their natural medicines or at least have access to them at a pharmacy. Um, the opium poppy is a very powerful plant. And that's why the opium poppy is illegal <clears throat> and the only part of the plant in America that is legal in the rest of the world because of U.S. influence is because it's a, such a powerful medicine and it's a natural substance. Um, yeah, I would totally anybody that's in doing dealing with pain, grow some poppies, go to the store just or I, get a hold of me. I can teach you how to make teas and tinctures and stuff that can help your pain so you're not out there get in fentanyl or you know percocets you don't need that there's a plant there's it's it's here it's just illegal so we don't need uh you, you know i'm a i hate the sackler family i hate purdue pharmaceutical who started the sackler family um i have a, a as many of you know i lost a daughter to a fentanyl overdose and you know when you when you look at all the different things that nature has already provided to us. Yeah. And then you take these people that are capitalist pigs that just want to be billionaires. They made way too much money on us and they're trying to turn it into a different type of chemical. They're yeah. trying to mimic it. Yeah. What, how, how do we fight this? How do we, I, I, in my opinion, I'm not a politician or anything, but in my opinion, I think capitalism has no business in certain areas and certain aspects of uh, society, healthcare being a big one, um, criminal just almost, almost every sector that you can think when you just are going after money, it's very damaging to people that don't have it, uh, and people that aren't born with it, because then you have the money creates power and it's just a, it's a it's a runaway train and these billionaires make laws they lobby they lobby the government and able to make the laws that benefit them and don't benefit you it the very damaging to you and it keeps you down it keeps you a slave 
almost a, a modern day slave. I don't know if you ever noticed when you walk in the door, it says the war on drugs is a war on us. Yeah. You, yeah. you oh, agree yeah. with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, let's uh, let's go a little bit into psychedelics right now, whether yeah. what, what's the list of psychedelics uh, that we could give people examples of? Oh, man, <clears throat> there's so many psychedelics out there that can help people. I, I think the safest ones are the ones that are commonly known like magic mushrooms or uh dmt maybe <clears throat> or uh, uh ketamine and natural substances that we've been using for uh, thousands of years um th these psychedelics come in different varieties and uh are used in different ways in nature um but basically, it's it's just like a medicine, just like uh, cannabis and magic mushrooms uh, come from the fauna that we would farm. They came from uh, from the cow dung. We would get it, you know, pick it out of the cow dung. It would grow from the fauna. And if you ask me, I don't think that's a coincidence, just like how a deer eats an apple from the tree and poops out the seeds in a different location. Um, the 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 relationship between plants and animals and everything is so complex and it circles around. Um, what are some of the things that psychedelics that you think, well, first of all, can you pinpoint some research that proves that psychedelics or cannabis or whatever uh, help with these things? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a biologist. Uh, I'm not a medical expert. Um, I probably have a, about, 100 maybe 90 credits towards biology um just because i have was a felon and i couldn't apply to graduate but anyways um uh you're you're asking how well part of the problem part of the thing i'm doing is being a little bit flippant with it because research once you put a drug into a certain category yeah then research halts. You can't get funding oh, at yeah, the federal totally. level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and so problem. not being able to study cannabis, not being able to study magic mushrooms. Yeah. Is that going to be the term that lasts, you think? Magic mushrooms? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to destigmatize it. Yeah, yeah. Time, I think psychedelics right? are, are going to be uh, like a generalized term, maybe in the future, near future, hopefully, that people will see as a medical term. Um, it, the, the research is really promising, uh, how they do it. They, they scan your brain while you're taking these and what psychedelics do, they help the different parts of your brain communicate with the other parts. Um, and they found that after your experience that you're set at like a more base level of how, uh, mentally you're supposed to, supposed to be, now this is, this is broad terminology like this is a broad thing but it's helping so many people especially with addiction and um uh ptsd anxiety depression and uh I, our ancestors actually use these substances for those purposes like if they had a traumatic experience like a traumatic death mm -hmm. when they're hunting uh, uh hunting woolly mammoths or whatever if your mother died or father died during that, they 
they would use these substances to it, it, spiritually and medically. Um, and, and there are many tribes and cultures and yeah. groups around the world that have been using this in religion yeah. and yeah. science and cultural yeah. building forever. Yeah. It seems. Yeah, like. it's it's going on a limb here. It's the literally the cure for people dealing with a lot of people dealing with depression, anxiety, and PTSD and addiction and addiction, really all addiction is pain it, mentally or physically. It, it, you're, you're either in pain and trying to get out of pain or you're uh, searching for endorphins because you have a mental issue. Yeah. And the, the, that searching for endorphins starts out usually, you know, maybe I hurt my back or maybe I even, you know, just popped a pill or whatever, mm -hmm. but that feeling you get, you want it again yeah. because you hurt so much yeah. emotionally or physically. Totally. And yeah. what, what, let's talk about PTSD for a second, if yeah. you don't mind. What, if I, if, if I have a traumatic experience, the first thing I kind of start to do is I shut down, right? Yeah. What does a psychedelic do for me for that even? So you're saying when you have PT when someone has PTSD, they tend to shut I don't want to talk to you about it. I don't want to feel it again. I want to ignore it. I want to stuff yeah. it way down here and pour alcohol and Percocets yeah, and yeah. whatever over it. Yeah, that's basically what they do with the, the pills that they like the common pills that they prescribe people for PTSD. Um, I think one of them is like Prozac. They literally just flood prisoners with it in it. All it does, it just numbs you. It, and that's basically I believe what alcohol is in, is doing when you're trying to treat um, these conditions, these mental conditions with substances that are not meant for that, you know. And I think that, you know, you were talking about the brain scans yeah. and they have done research where you either repair paths in your brain oh, yeah. that used to exist yeah. that were damaged by the PTSD yeah. or like Terrence McKinnon said in food of the gods that, you know, they started eating mushrooms from the dung of the newly domesticated cattle. Yeah. And that led to language even and, oh, and yeah. diverse thought and yeah. creativity. It's really strange. Like, um, how the evolutionary uh spec like how humans evolved there's a event called the big brain event it, our brain literally doubled in size and it they say it, it mushroomed in size that's actually how it grew uh, and they think that mushrooms might have had a uh a role in this it, it when it comes to like thinking abstractly or you know uh uh, developing those different neural pathways in the brain and that could have definitely like had a help in expanding our brains and um that's when you start to see cave paintings and stuff and think of abstract thoughts um that's something that chimps have really hard times with is thinking abstractly uh in in symbol some symbolized ways um and they can totally scan the brain now and see how these are happening and how the brain is developing after this and how it's helping. That's part of why it's so promising because they can actually see how your brain is working.
All right. So let's uh, let's take this back to you a second. You've got a uh, tell us about or can you tell us about your boxes and yeah. the things you're doing there? Yeah. Well, Universal Cultivation right now, we're looking for funding uh, as soon as we get a location we can go into the next application process at um, the MRA. And that's involves Lara, they're gonna have an inspector. But these boxes, these, this is how I'm advertising and uh, helping people. Uh, I sand and stain and decorate these boxes. We call them Buddha boxes. Um, and we gift cannabis in them. So you buy a box, a certain size, like an eighth size box, all the way up from a uh, from a eight size box to a two point five ounce box, and um, you get a gift in there, uh, the size of the box, and uh, there's a deposit on the box, so you can bring back your bo box and get a uh, you know a discount on your next order, um, and that's to help advertise and uh, kind of explain like trying to get funding like for what we're doing because this can help so many people uh and i have a social equity plan with the mra and uh that alone is going to help so many people get access to real natural medicines what's a social equity plan yes the social equity plan they had me filled out when i was doing the when i was going to approve for social equity um it's basically your plan of how you're going to use cannabis to help the community. Um, and mine was, you know, offering people like getting people a cheap access, like to these very critical, powerful, natural medicines that everybody needs right now. It's, um, it's a huge problem. There's a lot of people that are baby boomers, Gen Xers, we lived through Nancy Reagan saying, say no to drugs. You sound like the most evil person ever in that context. Yeah. What do you say to that? <sighs> Reaganomics. <laughs> Reaganomics. Reagan that's was an evil bastard. Yes, that's basically when all this started, Reaganomics. Um, the uh, Nixon had a role in it too, though. Yeah, yeah. Nixon, yeah, and every president i mean the system has just been supporting after they just threw away the the scientific report about cannabis it was at the time the counterculture the hippies were uh using the substances and they they knew what was going on uh and that's they literally the war on drugs started that day um i they were illegal before that but that's when they actually declared literal war on drugs um, domestically and abroad. And that's why these substances are illegal in other countries. It's not because they think these are bad too, or that they have some scientific evidence that they, these are damaging to you. It's no, it's not about that. People don't understand how big of an influence after World War II US had on the entire planet um it was and if you don't understand influence what influence means uh politically it's basically oh this country's doing so great they're so powerful let's take their business model and that's it's sad uh and a, a lot of people are waking up to the idea 
and it, you can apply that to almost every aspect of American influence. Um, that's why you see so many countries like look like America and like um, or follow the capitalism uh, uh, like model. Yeah. Um, one quick thing during the pandemic, we have seen a return to meditation, mindfulness, yoga, these uh, Eastern hippie weird ways of curing our anxiety, curing our loneliness, curing so many things. Yeah. Is that going to spark the next level of, I'm going to call it decriminalizing nature. Shout out to the group in Ann Arbor called decriminalizing nature. Yeah, I, I think meditation can definitely help. It, meditation in a way uh, kind of simulates psychedelics in a way where you're thinking abstractly. You're, I've taken, I've read um, psych, meditation books and psychic development books. And um literally you're thinking you're making yourself thinking of different perspectives like there's this one exercise where you can meditate you go into your meditation then you literally go in your mind go through your room then you can go downstairs and you go further and further each time and that in a lot of ways can act, uh can act like can help with psychedelics so yeah totally i believe the meditation and uh yoga is uh with a meditation, how it is in East okay. in the East, um, I yeah, I definitely think it can help people. Some people, it's really hard for them to do that in their everyday lives. Some people are really not that good at meditating uh, in, until they've been trained and taught how to do it properly. Um, so I, I think it's not a replacement for psychedelics, but it's definitely something that people should be doing uh, regularly. If you ask me, it's like just like exercising your physical body, uh, exercising your brain is really important and keeping that strong. So as we kind of wrap up here, we're at our, our mark to kind of summarize. I know it goes fast, yeah, doesn't it? it? Um, what give everybody a little bit of, of advice on how we can push this needle forward yeah. or what they could do to research it. Cause it's relatively new. A lot of people are freaking out about this yeah. uh, druggies and all of yeah. this stuff. It's not about that, right? No, 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 it's not about that. The government is not one bit concerned about what you get addicted to. They're, they're not, that's why alcohol is legal that there's tons of substances like caffeine that are totally legal and you can take them every day and they're totally addictive. Um, the best thing that we could do for this this push is spread the knowledge, spread the knowledge of real medicine, um, spread the and help businesses that are trying to make real medicines and trying to educate people uh, to this this the truth. This these, this is the truth, um, it, and just trying to change the laws, like just like we did. Um, with the cannabis, there's using science and using that to legalize. Like this is supposed to be a country like that makes our laws off of science and facts, not <laughs> off of what billionaires. Think. You've seen the collapse during COVID, yeah, though, right? Of yeah. science is poo poo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's insane, yeah. and they're actually starting to. There's a couple of stats out there that 
cannabinoids can help with COVID, uh, the infection of COVID. Um, it helps block it in your lungs right from the start. Yeah. The, uh, tons I read of that study. Yeah. So, uh, man, thank you so yeah. very much for coming in here and talking about this. And you can look me up and, at Universal Cultivation LLC. You can Google us. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and I'm, I'm looking at another platform. But uh, just you can keep up to date with us on there. Yeah. And, and do you mind if I summarize something real no, quick no, no, at no, the no. end? So to me, the medical delivery system has failed us again and again and again. Uh, I think that Richard Sackler is one of the biggest mass murderers in U.S. history. Uh, the opioid crisis is not finished by any means. Uh, people can say that, you know, we're dipping right now, but it's COVID. It's the the data is biased right now. It's a switch to uh, meth, which doesn't kill you as bad, but it's still a manufacturer. Yeah. Support the decriminalization of nature. And the best way that you could do that right now is to educate yourself, read the studies, read what's going on. Don't read the propaganda. Don't yes. read the things that have been put out by the pharmaceuticals. Trust your science, your scientists, look at the research and try to take steps forward to decriminalize yes. nature. Yes. Yes. That's right. the only way forward. You want to take us out with anything? Uh, just visit our uh, Facebook and um, keep keep that. Keep track of us. It's it's happening. It's the word the cat's out of the bag. It's natural, natural medicines, powerful natural medicines, especially the ones that are illegal are being in, looked at and revisited by science and here to help you. Yeah. Love y'all. We'll see you tomorrow on another episode of Every Damn Day. Have a great day. Be out there. Be safe.